It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Orlando Magic Summer League is quickly coming to an end. Uh, we're getting closer and closer and closer to that final game. That'll actually be Saturday. We'll talk about that a little bit more. But we're always looking for what we can learn about this team for the regular season. So in another interesting close loss, the Magic showed us one really important thing. They're not going to be afraid to shoot. Let's talk about it on today's episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic. Your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is July 15th, 2022. My name is Philip Ross. I'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll recap the Orlando Magic's gut-punching loss. Well, maybe not that hard, but loss to the New York Knicks as they fall out of championship contention, fall to 2-2. Two and two. They will play their final game of Summer League on Saturday. We'll talk a little bit about what happened in that game and what the Magic shooting says about what the team's going to try and do in the regular season. Remember, I, I talked about how it's the how, not the who, that matters here in Summer League. We'll get into that and what that means for the Magic's future coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. No matter when you listen to us, whether it's right when we upload, whether it's uh, uh, first thing in the morning, no matter when, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day Every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA, plus our great national podcast, too. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. So the Orlando Magic obviously are not the same team they were earlier in Summer League. When they won their two Summer League games, they were a very, very different team. And, and that's what having Paolo Bancaro is going to do for you. Um, you know, I think we'll talk probably a little bit more on Monday or Tuesday, about what we've actually learned from Summer League. Uh, and Paolo Bancaro is certainly one of the big things. And, and and understanding that he is truly worthy of being the number one pick and, and a truly special player. Uh, and, and the Magic are going to really be experimenting with how to use him kind of throughout the course of of this season. Um, but, uh, but... This game, the way that this team has played the last two games has been very, very different. What I would say first is, stylistically, it's still the same in a lot of ways. The personnel is different, obviously, but the Magic are still trying to accomplish a lot of the same things. There's still that kind of uh, gritty, energetic defense that isn't always effective, but I think that's more about personnel than anything else. Um, But it's still going to cause problems and give them a chance. There's the outside shooting and the ability to spread the floor. Uh, I think the, the, the Magic played a lot of five-out offense uh, in this summer league. I do think that, like I will argue and like I will show later on in the show, they're not going to be afraid to shoot. That is going to be a percent afraid uh, to put the ball, to, to, to 
to shoot to fire away from three. Um, that's 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 that this you know again perceived weakness, but that's not who this team is. This game really did turn on that three-point shooting. And that's why I want to bring this point up. And and we'll get to kind of the bigger picture items, the bigger picture things um, about what this means for the regular season and what this means for actual games uh, coming up in a little bit. But, but this game, and really even the Oklahoma City game on Monday, was really about the ability to make or miss shots. Again, it's a make or miss league. And this, this, these games are completely proof of that. The Orlando Magic really struggled, especially defensively, because they're still switching one through five, even with Devin Kennedy and Xavier Simpson as their two guards. It's it's not it was not working, um, and they fell behind eleven nothing from the very beginning. And, and Orlando was climbing uphill the rest of this game. Uh, even when they got it close, they were still it still felt like they were climbing uphill. They could never really just get over the hump. And kind of take control of the game. And it was right there for the taking. Uh, Orlando got hot from three. Tommy Cuse played really, really well. Scored 25 points. We'll get to him in, 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 our, in our box score section at the end of the show. Um, but Orlando was able to get some shots to go down and build some momentum. They created turnovers. They they used their speed um, rather than their size to kind of stymie and stifle New York's, New York's offense at times. They... Uh, were really energetic. Um, again, we we talk about we talk about the kind of culture the Magic are trying to build, and again, just looking and projecting toward the fall. If the Magic play with the energy that the summer league team has played throughout the summer league, they're going to be fine because Orlando really shouldn't have won, shouldn't have been in this game. They ended up losing one hundred two to eighty nine. They went to a small lineup. Not that that was the right decision. I would have stuck with Emmanuel Terry, um, you know, to guard Jericho Sims and, and just have some presence. In the paint, uh, it, you know, I think I think Orlando kind of went all in on the three-point shooting and, and, and wanted five shooters on the floor. And Terry certainly not a shooter, uh, but but they really missed it. They really missed the inside presence. New York did a really good job forcing switches, um, and Orlando was switching willingly and trying to get the ball in the paint or shooting enough to where Jericho Sims or whoever their center was could get rebounds over smaller defenders. Um, again, it's it's going to be a lot different when that when Devin Kennedy is Jalen Suggs or when Xavier Simpson is Markel Fultz. Um, and Orlando, honestly, they did some good adjustments. They started finding ways to switch the weak side defender uh, with the point guard so that they have a little bit more size. But again, it's going to be different when it's Franz Wagner instead of Quan Cheatham or Jonathan Isaac instead of, instead of Quan Cheatham. Like, again, it's just... It, it, you know, or Jonathan Isaac said Admiral Schofield. Schofield didn't play in this game, but you, you see a lot of the hints of what the Magic are going to try and do. And you know, again, it, was it as effective with this personnel? No, it was not. Um, and I think that was one of the big problems: not having Paolo Bancaro and his general versatility. Is you know, he he can defend out on the perimeter a lot better than Emmanuel Terry can. Although I think he did a good job. Certainly better than Jeremiah Tillman can. Um, I've liked what Tillman has done in this summer league so far. Uh, but they've they've isolated him away from the paint, and that's just not where Tillman's going to play. Um, Tillman, you know, if you're looking at Tillman's NBA prospects, he just cannot defend anything in space um, at all. And it's not that he did a bad job; it's not that he was poor uh, when guarding Quentin Grimes or, or or any of the other guards that 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 New York had. But it was just really, really rough, and it exposed some some problems on the back end defensively. Again. Or this summer league is, it's not, you know, yes, you want to make some adjustments and Orlando did make some adjustments, but this summer league 
is about putting the basics in of who you want to be. It's about doing the basics of what you're going to do in the fall. And so the way I would judge it, it's not it's, it's process over results. You're trying to do things procedurally and you hope that the results follow, but you know the results will be there come the fall or you want to test things out, find those weak spots so you know what to plan and cover for in the fall. And if that's the case, Orlando's got a lot to think about and a lot to learn. But again, uh, personnel is going to be very, very, very different. Orlando, though, did fight their way back. And, you know, I, I, I know a lot I know a lot of the people that, that, that were following online and watching with us, uh, watching with me, um, it was hard not to get into this game. A, a there was the the carrot of playing for a summer league championship, which the Magic needed a win and a pretty comfortable win in order to do so, which which didn't happen, obviously. Um, so there's a little bit of a carrot of a trophy at the end of the day. Um, but this group was really hard not to like because, yes, they were undersized. Yes, they were they were not the right personnel for what the Magic were running, but they were still running it really well. They were still doing a lot of really good things. There was a lot of bell plays. There was a lot of energy played in this game. Unfortunately, that energy just ran out. Every again, every time it felt like the Magic were about to tie the game or take the lead, they take a bad shot, they take a rush shot, they'd miss a shot, there'd be a block shot, there'd be a transition miss, miss, uh, there'd be a transition miss. Um, they, they, you know, wouldn't be back fully in transition. I think some of their help defensive schemes were a little bit off and poorly executed. Um, Caleb Houston especially uh, had some moments where he he was in the right help spot but didn't do enough to kind of cut off the defense, cut off the offensive player and allowed his man straight into the basket. Um, there are a lot of issues. Um, again, this was far from perfect. Orlando deserved to lose this game. They were not the better team on this day. Quentin Grimes is the best player on the floor. Um, but but uh, Orlando fought and fought really, really, really hard. And that's what we expect from this team. That was the point that I wanted to make Monday was that for everything else that we talk about, for everything that we talk about with this team, if you put Orlando or Magic on the front of your chest, you're going to play a certain way. And, and, and that much has been clear throughout the courts of this summer league is the Magic, that Magic culture, that Magic culture of effort, the bell plays, everything like that. Um, it's, it's, it's all there. It, 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 there's a lot of buy-in. You know, Paolo Bancaro was still on the bench cheering on these guys. Like, uh, again, everyone I know who's watching Summer League, I, was, I, I chat on the on the Magic Reddit Discord Discord chat a little bit. Um, it was hard not to be into this game. It was hard not to really be pulling and cheering for these guys. And that is a credit to every one of these players. There are going to be a lot of hard decisions. There's going to be a lot of guys, I think, from this team that get invited to training camp that have an opportunity to play in Lakeland. Um, that will push for push for a spot on the roster. I mean, again, we got a full roster already, but there are opportunities still here for the Orlando Magic, and there are a lot of guys that I think this team is really intrigued by, and a lot of guys who have played really well here in Summer League. We're going to get to all that after Summer League ends. We'll give them one more game to kind of kind of resolve some things, but uh, it's been it, it was a heck of an effort. New York just had more in the gas tank. Um, Orlando kind of ran out of energy. They their, their shots didn't fall down the stretch. New York was able to execute on um, turn what was a one-point deficit with about five minutes ago into a 13-point win. Orlando's offense just ran dry in a 102-89 to loss. Like I said, this game was really about the three-point shooting, and I really want to dive into this because it is a weakness for the Orlando Magic, but a weakness the Magic aren't thinking of as a weakness. I'll explain what I mean by that, and I'll explain how the Magic are going to use the three-point shot coming up this season. We'll get to that coming up here 
in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including Major League Baseball season, plus upcoming NBA futures like the over-under on Paolo Bancaro. The last time I checked, it was over-under 17.5 points per game. Hit that over. I think it was going at minus 115. So you can get you can bet on Paolo's stat line over on BetOnline. They're your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. The Open Championship going on right now. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Field goal percentage, they were 28th and three-point field goal percentage at 33.1%. In a league that is increasingly more about three-point shooting, the Magic were not a good three-point shooting team. But as I point out, and and as I think a lot of people will note, the Magic still were 11th in three-point field goal attempts per game. The Magic were not afraid to shoot threes, even if they were not going in. Again, a good chunk of last season was to begin building the foundations and laying the groundwork for how the team actually wants to play. They may not have the personnel for it, but they want to play to a style. Again, it's process work later. And certainly some of that is because, yes, the Magic don't have a great offensive creator, and so they were taking a lot of rush shots or taking a lot of bad three-pointers late in the shot clock without touching the paint. That's all perfectly fair. But the Magic are making it clear, the Magic have made it clear, that they're not going to be afraid to shoot. That they are going to shoot threes. They're not going to be concerned about what the stats say. They're not going to be concerned. This is the way the NBA is played now. And they are not going to be left behind again. The last decade for the Orlando Magic since Dwight Howard left has been defined by this lack of shooting. Orlando has been one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the league. And while the Magic as a franchise were critical to this three-point revolution as really the first three-point shooting team, that was in air quotes, um, to win and make the finals, proving, giving proof of concept that this style, that this uh, emphasis on shooting can be really valuable and, and can win, the Magic have... Large, the revolutions are largely left the Magic behind. And some of that is the draft decisions the Magic have made. Some of that is just the poor personnel they've been able to put together. Some of that's just the coaching styles that they have favored. You know, just got... If you want to be successful in this league, you've got to be able to hit from the outside. And yes, the playoffs are a different animal, and it's not necessarily all about three-point shooting. But 
Three-point shooting is a powerful weapon. Orlando's obviously still developing their shooting. They're still developing their shooters. And they're still kind of finding the, the happy medium for all of it. But what should be clear from Summer League, what should be abundantly clear from the way the Magic played in Summer League, is that they're not going to be afraid to shoot. If there's been one kind of defining characteristic of this Magic offense in Summer League, it's been its insistence on that versatility. It's been its insistence on playing and trying five-out offenses, on clearing the lane and giving their guards or giving their scores all the space to get in the paint and then the ability to kick out to shooters. Whether it was Paolo Bancaro playing point guard at the top of the key, whether it was using him in pick and rolls to set up post-ups with the, with the floor spaced out, the Magic were going to spread the floor and they're going to demand that everybody shoots. Emmanuel Terry said it really well, uh, I think it was after the Sacramento game on Saturday, if not, it was after a practice later in the week. Emmanuel Terry said, you know, the Magic, I, I've never been a shooter in my life, but the Magic told me they want me to shoot. So when you look at the, the statistics, and the Magic have shot okay in Summer League, um, but if you look at the statistics, the Magic probably don't measure out that great. But there is one area where they do measure out pretty well. At least entering Thursday's game, the Magic were fourth in the entire Summer League in three-point field goal attempts per game, shooting about 30 minute game, mind you. On Monday, they shot 45 three-pointers. On Thursday, on Thursday they shot 45 three-pointers. Sorry, I had it, had it mixed up there. They have not been afraid to shoot. Now, yes, they struggled with that. They didn't make as many as they would like. They only made, I think, 12. And Jesse noted after the game that, you know, field goal, total field goals from beyond the arc. They got to touch the paint and kick out. Just be circling the perimeter and going for threes. And I think they settled for three good shots. Uh, and, and again, without a consistent creator, without a consistent ball handler, um, the Magic really struggled to create three-point opportunities. Their best three-point shots on Thursday offensive rebounds, uh, and kickouts. Um, as they should. That's where you should get your three-pointers. Orlando certainly got a bit three-point happy on Thursday. I'm not going to deny that. And I think, again, they went hot and cold, and that's how they stayed in the game and ultimately why they lost the game. Because they were too reliant on the three-point shot. They fouled too much down the stretch. They gave away three points, and New York was able to pull away finally uh, from Orlando. But again, this is a preview of how the Magic can run. Because, you know, all due respect to Tommy Cuse, all due respect to Xavier Simpson, all due respect to Quan Cheatham, all due respect to Devin Kennedy. Those aren't the guys that the Magic are going to rely on. Those aren't the guys that are going to be shooting for the Magic this season. But the Magic are going to keep that same philosophy. They're going to play a five-out offense. They're going to go long stretches this year with five guys out on the perimeter and then setting up a pick and roll, setting up a mid post up, setting up something to get a paint touch and bring two to the ball. They're going to spread these defenses out and try and kick out to three-point shooters. And so a, a key for the Magic this season is three-point and understanding when to take that three, when to attack again, when to keep reversing it, when to keep moving the ball. 
At the end of the day, it all goes back to those three things we talked about all summer last year. Pace, space, and the pass. The Magic are going to look to move quick. They're going to look to space the floor out so that defenses are stretched in. And they're going to look to move the ball to find the open guy or find the open space. They're going to give room for cutters. They're going to get like Caleb Houston did in those early games, which he hasn't been able to do as much uh, recently. They're going to look to set up three-point shots in the corners. They took more corner threes by the midpoint of last season than they did in all of the 2020 season under Steve Clifford. So when I talk about modernizing the offense, that's what I'm talking about. At the end of the day, we know that this Magic team still has to find shooters and still need to see shooting improvement to take the next step that they need to take as, as a team and as an organization. But they're not going to be afraid to shoot. They're going to be encouraged to shoot. Wendell Carter was encouraged to shoot probably for the first time in his basketball, in his NBA career. They're going to tell Aleem Ford, who has not been afraid to shoot at all during the summer league as well, we want you to shoot. We want you to turn into a shooter. That is a key to this team's development. That is central to this team's development. The Magic want to be a shooting team. They may not quite have the personnel for it, but they're going to play the way that they ultimately want to play because they're still building, they're still growing, they're still developing, and they know shooting is the future. We're going to go over the box score from Thursday's game coming up here in just a moment. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's go through the final box. We'll talk about some of the performances, performances some of the guys who stood out. Um, Tommy Cuse, uh, 25 points, 11 for 15, shooting 3 for 5 from beyond the arc. Five steals uh, for him. Playing his second summer league game, he really changed the momentum in Monday's game against Oklahoma City. He did it again in this game. Uh, you know, Again, Sam Mitchell didn't couldn't tell who it was uh, on the broadcast, but he knew 25 was a good player. Um, you know, and, and look, it's hard not to like him. I really think Tommy Cuse, at the very least, has played himself into an Exhibit 10 contract. Um, I wouldn't put it past him to be on the short list for that second two-way contract. Um, but look, he has been really impressive. He's been efficient. He's been feisty defensively. He's made smart decisions. He's been a capable three-point shooter. He's been a capable driver. It's hard not to say that Tommy Cuse has checked off every box. You know, I, I don't think he's quite NBA level. You know, he's made some turnovers. He's made some mistakes. I, I don't think he's a true point guard, but I, I think at the very least, if, if the Magic sign him to late to Lakeland, he's going to succeed in the G League. This guy is knocking right on the door. He's been a really nice surprise, been a really good addition, and, and has just played so extraordinarily well. I think there's I think there's a lot to like about Tommy Cuse, and, and, and I do hope the Magic keep him around. Justin James, who's one of the guys that I had on my watch list throughout Summer League, 16 points, 5 for 12, shooting 2 for 5 from beyond the arc, 4 for 6, 
from the foul line. Four offensive rebounds. He had five rebounds total. Um, Justin James feels like the veteran of the group. He's been in the G League for a few years. Uh, I really like his game. I think he could get to the basket decently well. His three-point shot has certainly come along a little bit. Um, again, he's playing that primary score, so I don't think efficiency is necessarily as important. Maybe a little bit undersized for what the Magic like, but he he's a really high-level player. I, I really like him. I thought that he played he's played very, very well throughout the course of his summer league. Again, just someone that, that you can rely on, and I think he provides a lot of stability for, for this group. Quan Cheatham played his first game of summer league. 10 points, 4 for 9 shooting, 2 for 6 from beyond the arc. Um, just Cheatham had some good threes, made some big threes, missed some big threes. Um, defensively, uh, I like his versatility. The Magic felt comfortable enough to play him at center against Jericho Sims. I think he was a little bit overmatched. Um, you know, I could see why the Magic are intrigued with him. He's got that versatility they like. It's just about kind of bringing those skills around. Again, we've only seen him once, so I, I think I'd like to see him again on Saturday, see how he builds off of this game. But wouldn't surprise me if he is also someone that the Magic invite to training camp on an Exhibit 10 or are signed directly to Lakeland. Um, Xavier Simpson, 10 points, 4 for 12 shooting, 9 assists, 6 rebounds. Um, I, I Honestly, I don't really know what to think about Xavier Simpson. Um, I think he's really tough. Uh, I think he, I think he's not afraid to just kind of burrow his head and go straight into the teeth of a defense. And at his size, that is, that's an encouraging thing. That's that's not a bad thing for a player at his size. He is, he is not afraid to take contact. He is not afraid uh, to to get into the mix of things. He's going for rebounds. He's a tough little dude. Um, but the efficiency is not there. You know, he had nine assists, so he did he did make some good passes. But um, I do wonder if the point guard thing is there. Um, you know, if that hook shot is not working, he loses a lot of his effectiveness because he just he's just constantly trying to live in the paint. Uh, and I think his three-point shot is still something that's coming around. Wouldn't surprise me if he's hanging around the G League this year, but, uh, you know, kind of an interesting player on, on his front. Um, let's get into some of the roster guys. Devin Kennedy struggled again. Six points, two for 11, shooting two for 10 from deep. Missed a lot of open shots. Uh, you know, I, I we all love Devin Kennedy. Um, you know, I think everyone's confident that he'll be fine uh, when he gets open shots in the NBA. He's kind of proven that there. I think he gets the benefit of the doubt a little bit because he's shown what he can do at the NBA level. But by the same token, you know, obviously the Magic signed Caleb Houston to a guaranteed deal. Devin Kennedy is on a is the only player currently on the roster with a non-guaranteed deal. Would not surprise me if he is ultimately downgraded to the two-way contract um, or if he is cut outright. Um, you know, I, I, my, my belief that he is going to be on the main roster has decreased with each game. Uh, I'm not sure if he will play Saturday or not. Um, you know, I think the Magic know what they're getting out of him. Um, defensively, I think he's still got to improve in a lot of ways. But, uh, but you know, again, just another, you know, Devin Kennedy is unfortunately a guy where you do judge him on his ability to make three-pointers. That's, that's his role. That's what he has to do. He gets in good spots. He knows how to take threes. Again, I think he knows where to to plant himself. Uh, but again, it's 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 all the other things that matter. Caleb Houston, second straight game struggling. Two points, one for eight shooting, over six from deep. Um, you know, I think this is just going to be par for the course a little bit for Caleb early on, where he's just wildly inconsistent. Uh, I would say that one thing with Caleb, I, I do think he more than anyone else is affected by not having R.J. Hampton and Paolo Bancaro out on the floor. Uh, I think that he needs others to set him up right now. The Magic obviously aren't putting him on the ball a ton, but just getting the ball, him the ball in open spots, that's that's tougher when you don't have the same attention going in the paint, when you don't have the same guys kind of crashing the paint. So I do think he will do better 
when we get to the bigger stage, when we get to better players around him. Uh, having said that, you know, I, I think the Magic were right to sign him. Uh, he's an extremely talented player. You can see all the flashes on both ends of the floor. It's just about kind of refining and gaining those skills. Um, I would not be surprised be surprised if he does spend a good chunk of the season in Lakeland. Um, you know, he's not gonna he probably he's probably gonna slot into where RJ Hampton was last year, where he's not he's only playing if the Magic are hurt. Um, and so, if I were the Magic, I would be you know he, he's obviously paid as an NBA player, but I would be putting him in Lakeland as many opportunities as I can to get him playing experience because he's probably not quite NBA ready, and certainly. He's had a big downturn since that opening game. I still think it was the right decision to sign him. I think the Magic did, are investing in a really young player. They're they're all in on him. Plenty of reason to be so. I think he'll do better once he gets with the main roster as opposed to the summer league roster. Uh, but obviously, just it, it's tough to see see a player that that seems like he's set like this to struggle. Orlando shoots only thirty nine and a half percent for the game. That's not too terrible for summer league. Twelve for forty five from deep from the foul line. The thirteen free throws. Um, they get sixteen offensive rebounds. Turned the ball over 10 times in this game. So doing a good job protecting the ball. That helped them stay in the game. New York, those shot 52.6%. 7 for 24 from deep. 15 for 23 from the foul line. There's your difference in the game. Better shooting, better job getting to the line. They just, they had, they did some really good things throughout the course of the game. Um, shout out to Quentin Grimes. He's had a great summer league. 22 points, 7 for 19 shooting. 4 for 11 from deep. 6 rebounds, 4 assists. Miles um, McBride, 23 points, 9 for 13 shooting, 5 assists, 6 turnovers. Orlando did do some good things defensively with their pressure on him. Jericho Sims also, I think, deserves some credit. 12 points, 10 rebounds, including 4 offensive rebounds for the Knicks. The Knicks seem set up like they're going to go to the Summer League Championship game. They beat the Orlando Magic 102-89. to The Orlando Magic, again, play their final Summer League game on Saturday against the Detroit Pistons. We'll be back after that game. To, to recap that and recap the rest of Summer League. We'll do that throughout the course of next week. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore MD. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, your tune in Himley, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Now that you're done listening to us, be sure to check out the Locked On NBA podcast. Get the latest news from around the league um, from the local experts who know their team best. Check it out today at Locked On NBA. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this is Joe Frost. See you again next time for another episode. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.